0: Up everybody, my name is Moore Milo. And I'm Ross Annarelli. And this is the 52 Podcast. 52 books, 52 weeks, making every single week count. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast this week for episode 56. We have a hell of a book going this week. Um, I really loved it. Can't wait to hear what Ross has to think about it. For those of you that are new, what we do here is we read a book a week. Um, All different types of books, usually based in business, inspiration, psychology, self-help, all that sort of fun stuff. And we come to you guys on the podcast, and we give you guys a review of what we thought, whether it was good, whether it was bad, what we learned, key points, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We're going to kind of just pass by the news today. You guys probably have seen all the craziness with the fires and, and everything else that's going out here on the West Coast where we're at, and uh, just wanted to send some love to all of our first responders. Um, you know, And of course, the, the other day was 9 9-11. So definitely loving on our first responders and, and, and our, our, our firefighters and police officers and everyone out there. You know, just want to make sure everyone's safe. So let's hop straight into the book. Um, this book is a very well-known book. It's something that just, it's, it's known all around the planet as one of the, the books to read. Um, it's short, it's sweet, and it was incredible. And it's called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho and i had to go deep just for just for rossi cuz he was making fun of me on the uh, before we hopped on the call we had to make sure that we knew how to pronounce palo quello right so now we got <laughs> it. Um, so guys the alchemist the alchemist is a novel um, it is a story but uh, which is actually different cuz i don't think we've read any novels on the on the podcast yet have we ross i think this I don't is the first so. one yeah, yeah this is our first uh, novel on the podcast it's super exciting um, but And it was a novel that was very much so based in achieving your goal and understanding your legend and and going for the gold always. And it was really, really awesome. I thought it was an incredible book. Just off the top of Ross, um, for me, this probably lands in the top five for us, and that's saying something at 56 books so far, and I've read a couple books other than the 56 books we've done on the podcast, but I would say it's probably a top five book for me. What do you think?
1: Uh, i probably put it up there, probably top 10, um, only because, you know, some of the other books that I have in my top five are a little bit more, I don't want to use structured, but a little bit more, you know, where I'm kind of thinking more of a business sense. This one definitely is up there though, because it really, like you said, it's really the first novel. I feel like we had one other one that was somewhat of a novel, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. This is Me definitely either. the most, um, you know, thorough novel and it's definitely short But, you know, I had heard of this book before only briefly. I heard Will Smith mention it uh, a few years ago in an interview, but didn't know anything of it. Moore was the one who actually brought up this book for this week. But, you know, really short and sweet, but it has a phenomenal message. I mean, it really is about understanding, you know, the journey almost is more important than the destination. Um, But what did you like more? Like I said, I can hear that this is, like you said, in your top five. Why don't you lead us off?
0: Yeah, I'll hop right into it. So, just a little backstory. I've had this book on my shelf since I was a kid. I think I bought it as, as a kid at one of the Scholastic book fairs or something, and, and I had heard of the book, and it happened to be sitting on my shelf, and I never actually picked it up and read it. And, you know, I throughout my life, I just remember seeing it, you know, and hearing about it constantly, constantly seeing it and hearing it and seeing the name and hearing the name and... You know, and I never read it, and I finally got, came to a realization, I was like, okay, it's time to read the book, and, you know, it's interesting, because I'm going through, I'm going through a really interesting period in my personal life right now, family stuff, you know, um, just ended up, you know, ending a relationship a couple months ago, or about a month ago, and, you know, there's just been a lot of things, a lot of turmoil in my life, and I'm really, you know, on a trajectory to do some things that I've never been able to do in my life before, to, to be... The person that I've been really working my ass off to be for a long time. And this book landed at the perfect time. It's like that universe conspiring in your favor. And that's what half, that's what the entire book is about is the universe conspiring in your favor. But, you know, it had really allowed me to connect with Being at the right place at the right time and reading this book at the right place at the right time. So I thought just the pure timing of the book for me is what put it in my top five because it spoke to me. Um, You know, it really spoke to me in the moment that I was reading it. And when I started the book, I just couldn't put it down. Like I I started the book and and it just started going and it started going. And I got two hours in and three hours in and then I was done with the book. And I was like, holy hell, like that was awesome. Um, you know, for, (laughs) to tell you the truth, I have a couple of the sayings from the book written on my walls right now because I thought they were so powerful. Um, but the book is, it's a story, it's a tale, uh, you know, about a boy that's, that's going to figure out what, what he wants to do in his life and, and how he wants to take on the world and he doesn't want to, 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 you know, succumb to the expectations of his family and, and what people think that he should do. And it was really wonderful to meet some of the characters along the way that, that gave him some perspective and allowed for me to take on some perspective as well. And, uh, you know, it's, I think for me, one of the biggest things that really resonated, or, you know, I'll say the three things that really resonated for me in the book, because they're currently on my wall. I wrote, I wrote them in a, with a highlighter on a piece of paper and stuck them into my wall because I thought they were so great. The first one was the desert is our greatest teacher. Uh, you know, when we're stuck in the middle of the desert, you know, it, it's, the, it's, it's the most brutal place to be, but it's the place where we find ourselves. You know, it allows you to truly dig into who you are. You know, when, when things, when the road gets tough, when things really hit the fan, you got to pull out all the stops. And, and you find out who you are when, when you got, when you get hit by a truck you know you you figure it out because you don't have a choice you know when the world gives you a situation that that by most standards seems unmanageable and completely and totally unrealistic you have two options you can either say yeah i'm going to succumb to the to the circumstance or i'm going to overcome the circumstance uh so that's really a big thing for me there Uh, another great um little lesson was also having to do with the desert was immerse yourself in the desert Uh, that was another big really big thing that that you know stuck out to me is immerse yourself in the desert and that's kinda feeding into this ideology of like when the going gets tough dig deeper plant plant your feet be there and go through it. Because if you just ignore it, or if you go around it, or if you try to, you know, overcome it by not actually managing it, you're not going to learn the lesson that the desert is providing to you. And the desert could be so many things. I mean, the desert it can be financial instability. The desert could be a romantic situation. The desert could be a million things. It could be a place where you're completely alone and everything everything that you knew and loved has fallen by the wayside and you have to rebuild and tear everything down and tear down all the expectations all of the things that you thought were real. You get to tear them down and immerse yourself in the nothingness of the desert and in the in in the pure brutality of what it offers. But also realize that the desert is is beautiful. And the desert is mysterious and the desert can offer you things just over the horizon that you've never dreamed of. And the idea of immersing yourself in that desert and immersing yourself in that pain or in that hardship or whatever that is and really figuring out who you are, you know, understanding who you are as a person, how you can overcome the circumstances that are around you are really going to take you to the next level in your life. And the last thing that stuck out for me, and this this probably has to do with just, you know, my situation personally, the last really, really big thing that stuck out to me was love doesn't keep you from your treasure, and that, ha- that speaks into who you have around you. It speaks into the people that you c- hold dear to your heart, and just because you love someone doesn't mean that you need to be around them because they could get in the way of what your personal legend is. And we all have a personal legend, we all are on this planet to do something. To achieve something, to create something, and that choice is yours. And, and they they speak into the soul of the universe, which is an interesting, in my personal opinion, a very interesting um, understanding of the way that society works. Because we all kind of are in a, in, a, in in theory one consciousness. We all kind of work together, you know. And even our conflicts in the world allow us to be able to work together and create something new and different. So everyone has their legend, and, and the legend doesn't. Your legend doesn't have to look like being a billionaire. It doesn't have to look like creating the next app. It doesn't have to look like you know being the next president of the United States. It doesn't have to look like you know saving the uh, you know saving the world from X, Y, and Z. Your legend could be owning a crystal shop in the middle of uh, you know in an Arab an Arab land and and serving people tea, as it said in the book, right? It could be you know, having a beautiful family and raising incredible children. It could be, you know, having a, a powerful life of giving and, you know, taking care of the world like a Mother Teresa Teresa type energy, you know, like your legend is yours. And at the end of the day, it all works together into the bigger picture. And there is no legend that's better or worse than the other. However, anyone that wants to get in the way of the legend that you really want to create, deep down, what your what your what your your gut tells you that you have to do in the world, anyone that says that they love you and want to get in the way of that is probably not a love that you want to be a part of. And that could be your co-workers, that could be your partner, that could be your best friend, that could be a million people. And just because that person isn't pushing you to your treasure doesn't mean that you can't love them and spend time with them, you know, based on what works for you. But at the same time, it also means that you have to analyze and, and look at the situation and say to yourself, okay, well, my treasure is what's important. And, you know, if this, if, if these people really love me and what I'm doing, if, if the world really loves me, then it's going to love me for achieving my goals and achieving my dreams and going and getting what I want. So... I think it's really a powerful book from a perspective of understanding that we all have a place in this big world and that we all have an opportunity to do something incredible. Uh, And it doesn't have to be incredible to everyone. And if there are people in your life that are getting in the way of you doing that incredible thing and are judging you for it, then you get to reevaluate those people and how they fit into your life and how you know how you can work them into your life so that they don't get in the way of your of your goals and of your dreams and of what you want in this world because life is fragile and like they say in the book there's no better day to die than today but did you live your life all the way through did you serve your mission on this planet did you go for it and that's the question that this book asks you. The, the question that this book asks is, did you go for it? Are you willing to go for it? What are you willing to do? How much are you willing to lose to serve your purpose on this planet? And it's a freaking powerful message. So that, I mean, listen, I spent you know, 10, 15 minutes going on a rant, you know, giving you guys all the stuff that I like. So, Ross, what do you think? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, that was great because, it's like I said, it gave... Not only the listeners, a, a, a good idea of, you know, what the story was, but what it was about, but how it affected you. Um, I would say for me, one of the things, you know, that I took away was, um, I will say this before I go on. When you talked about, like, those that hold you back, I pictured those people kind of as the, the sheep. You know, the main character was a shepherd. I like the sheep are the ones that were just content going about their day, just every day being the same, just going about it. And, you know, Santiago really had you know, goals of doing other things. You know, he wanted to go and, and find this treasure that he, he dreamed about. For me, it was one of those where, like I said, the biggest thing I took away was that it's more about the journey than the end goal. And, you know, like I said, a lot of people on this podcast know that, you know, Moore and I and a bunch of other of our, um, you know, colleagues, we had a, a startup called Pedal. And I almost looked at it in that sense of, You know, there's, you look at where we were in the beginning, you know, we had to separate from a lot of other people in our lives, whether it be professional or or friendships, to really kind of make this dream a possibility. We got incredibly far, incredibly long nights, relying on each other, pushing each other to the next level. Um, But eventually we weren't able to get it farther, weren't able to get it to, you know, the multi-million dollar, billion dollar level that we wanted. But that doesn't mean that we failed because for us, the treasure that, you know, we found was these skills, you know, Moore was, you know, able to kind of reassure and learn a lot when it came to sales Moore also picked up a lot of marketing. I mean, he can talk just about anything when it comes to a startup for myself. One of the big things I had to pick up was learn how to do programmatic advertising. You know, I re- learned how to do our Facebook and a lot of our different ads completely from scratch, working with different creators to make, you know, the content and then understanding where to put it. And, you know, those skills have now got me, I have a new job at Snapchat currently as an account strategist. So those skills from that journey, even though that journey didn't get where we wanted, are what are able to get me farther in my life, get me to the next stage. So it's not always about if you get someplace, did you fail or did you succeed? Because it's not as binary as that, you know, you can really look at that situation and be, what did I learn along the way? You know, do I understand how to work? With people better, have I become a better manager? Have I become more organized? I think a lot of people can take more from taking a step back and examining how they, uh, how they pretty much worked in certain situations, how they performed in certain situations, to see where I can do better. I know more, and I when we were, um, you know, in sales what we always do is if we didn't get a sale, we wouldn't blame the customer or blame X, Y, and Z. We would take a moment and kind of think back through the whole process to feel to realize what we could have done better. And I think this book really spoke to me on that because we put so much pressure on the end goal for a lot of people um, and for ourselves as well. But sometimes with that, we need to take a pause and look back at that entire journey and realize all the things that we've learned and grown through along the way. So for me, that was my biggest takeaway from this book. I, I really enjoyed it um, because the author, I mean, you can tell the author, I didn't do too much research, to be completely honest, on his his history, but he sounds like an incredibly wise guy, to be completely honest. I mean, this this book sounds like he's seen and done a lot. Just because the way that he, he builds these characters out and is able to tell a pretty dense story, to use one of Moore's words, A pretty dense story in a way that didn't you know have to deal with any fluff he really got the point across incredibly well and got you engaged when i read this book um i know more we talked beforehand was very similar you know time kind of flew by you know it was a book that i thought all right i'll do 30 minutes maybe an hour i did an hour and a half easily in my first sitting so i knew that when i was coming back for the you know to do the second half um, it'd be very similar but all in all You know, I honestly, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of short and sweet, but I think just how you heard Moore's perspective and mine as well, I think the key to this book is I think almost any person, because we talk about some books that have very narrow focus when it comes to audiences and some that have very broad audiences. I think this book has an incredibly broad audience that can find very specific things and find very narrow niches in this book because... Anyone can find something in this that resonates with them. I honestly believe you can read this and, like I said, for Moore it was his his current situation. For me, it was more of a, a previous situation. You know, for you, you know, the listener it could have been a mixture of both. It could have been something from your childhood, maybe. I think anyone can find scenarios and look back and get a lot more knowledge out of the journey if they just take a few moments to examine it um, than the actual, you know, ending. So... I don't know. I love, that, that's what I, love I think.
0: That, I love that you said that it's non-binary, and that's so huge. Um, you know, I, I at the end of the end of the book really got me. The end of the book really got me. You know, the kid gets to Giza or he gets to the to the pyramids and he gets his ass kicked by these freaking raiders or whatever, and then you know, he he mentions that he's looking for treasure, and then the guy, like, spits out, is like, oh, well, I had a dream too one day that I was gonna go find a treasure under a tree in a fucking monastery, and I never found it, and blah, 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 and he's like, oh my god, you son of a gun god, what do you do, like, why? You really gonna play a game with me like that? And then, like, at the end of the book, like, he talks to god or whatever, and, and you know, God, god, god was like, Dude, why did you make me go all or he talks to God and says to God, "Hey, why did you make me go all the way to get to to the pyramids just to come right back to where I was before to look under this damn tree?" He's like, "The pyramids were pretty, weren't they?" And sometimes that's life, right? Like sometimes you got to go and work your ass off and, and think that you're going to go find something incredible and do something incredible and and it's going to be the end all be all and then you get there and then you know, it's wonderful, but it's not the end-all be-all. It's not the end of the road. And then you actually get to the end of the road, and you're like, dude, how, why did I go through all this nonsense if this wasn't the end of the road? It's like, because it was pretty, and because it was your journey, and it's because that's where you needed to be, and that's how you needed to learn, you know? And that's, those are the things that are going to allow you to enjoy and, and take on the fulfillment that finding the end of the journey really creates. Because when we're on our legend, where we're, we're really working towards our mission, we have to be tested before we achieve what we need to do. Like it, it's it just it's the way that the world works, and it's so funny that they put it in such a beautiful way in this book. Because I feel like it's so true. Um, you know, when you when you're going for something and you learn a bunch of things on the road, and then you're finally on the cusp of creating the thing that you've been just wanting more than anything in the world, the world takes a shit on you. Why? Not to make you feel bad about it, not to take you you out of it entirely, to make sure that you learned something, to make sure that the journey was worthwhile, to make sure that you earned the thing at the end of the at the end of the tunnel, the 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 treasure at the end of the journey. Because at the end of the day, if you didn't take the lessons home and you didn't take on the journey and 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 and, and truly learn the things that you needed to learn on the way there, then the treasure is not worth much. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to be fulfilled and happy. You're going to end up upset and 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 disappointed with what you achieved at the end. But allowing yourself to go through those trials and tribulations and get your ass kicked over and over and over again, especially right before the end of the journey, is what gives you the peace in creating the result that you're looking for. So I thought it was killer. I thought it was a great book. Um, Final thoughts for me, totally worth the read. I will read this book again for sure, just because I enjoyed it. Not even necessarily because I need the lessons, but um, the lessons are totally there. And I just enjoyed, you know, getting back into a novel. I haven't read a novel in a long, long time. So for me to be able to enjoy reading a novel and listening to a novel that that was really well put together and and extremely powerful and extremely quick because it was only four or five hours long, totally worthwhile. What are your last thoughts, bud?
1: Yeah, I agree. I thought this was a, a very refreshing book. It was not anything that was difficult to go through. It was probably one of the easiest reads because it was entertaining. A lot of the books we read... You know, are jam-packed, and some are definitely more entertaining than others. This one was definitely uh, more entertaining to follow, for sure. But all in all, like I said, I definitely think this was one of the better books we read, only because, like I said, anyone can find something that they resonate with in this book. But I highly recommend it. Like I said, it's called The Alchemist. Go out, get it on Audible, get it at your bookstore, wherever you want to be. Um, it came out, I believe, I think 1988, so you can find old copies laying around, I'm sure, as
0: well. Um, but definitely one that you should check out, and I highly recommend. Well, rock and roll, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us for yet another episode of the 52 podcast. This was episode 56 on The Alchemist. Um, guys, come back. Ask us questions. Leave some comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you've read this book, then tell us what you're... Uh, biggest takeaways f- were from the book and how many times you've read it and what it's done for you in your life. We would love to share that with you guys and, and, and get to know you guys a little bit better and, and what uh, what your lives are all about. So thank you guys again for joining us for episode 56. My name is Moore Milo. I'm Ross Annarelli. This is the 52 Podcast. 52 weeks, 52 books making every single week count. Have a great one. We'll see you next week.
1: Take care.